How secure is cardholder data that is captured via voice recordings? And is telephone-based payment card data meeting and complying with the PCI data security standard? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Jeremy King, European Regional Director for the Payment Card Industry Security Standards Council. Jeremy, the PCI Council today releases supplemental guidance to assist merchants and service providers with meeting PCI DSS requirements for securing payment data that's captured within voice recordings. Why did the Council feel this was an area that needed attention? I think this was really for two key reasons. Um, the first reason was feedback. In, in, a lot of, in, in almost everything that the Council does, we always talk about feedback and, and receiving feedback from those involved in the industry. Uh, and, and this is a prime example of good feedback coming from the industry, via the merchants involved, from the acquirers and the uh, board of advisors, um, especially Barclays in the UK, who, who, who reached out to us and said this is an area where we actually needed to provide some more guidance and information for this sector. Um, and secondly, it is, it is one of those areas which is um, being targeted by the criminals for fraud. So we felt that this was something we needed to do, something that we needed to look at. And we think this is a great example of how we're making sure our stakeholders have what they need to understand and implement these standards, in their, the PCI DFS standard, in their organization. Now, for the purpose of this supplement, how does the Council define data captured within voice recordings, and what industries beyond financial might this supplemental guidance impact? I think, firstly, I would say that, as with all transactions, we, we sort of have a standard saying is, if you don't need it, don't store it. And really, that applies into this sector as well. Um, look at it a little bit more closely. Um, the voice recordings, these tend to be sort of when people are ringing up and ordering things, and so it's what we class as the card not present transaction. And so, therefore, often it relates to the primary account number, the large 60, 15 or 16 digit code that's across the card, and usually a additional CVC or CVV code um, to actually verify that it is the cardholder. This is sensitive authentication data that really needs to be looked after. And like I say, if you don't need it, don't store it. Now, you've mentioned, Jeremy, if you don't need it, don't store it. And I think that ties in well with a lot of the standards that that the industry has been complying with of late. Along with face-to-face -face and e-commerce payments, PCI standards, of course, apply to call centers, too, where credit or debit card information is processed over the phone, as you've mentioned, and may be recorded and stored, which, of course, exposes the cardholder data to potential risk, as you've also noted. Do you think most merchants and industries, for that matter, are aware of their need for compliance with PCI when it comes to call center communications? And it sounds like, from what you've said, that they do. Yes, there's, there's definitely a growing awareness um, that, that call centers are what we like to say of in scope with, with the PCI data security standard, and that they, they are receiving significant quantities, not huge volumes of, of, of calls, which uh, include the, the credit card data. But quite often, they're, they're sort of caught in this strange position where, on the one hand, they are required by local law to, to, to record the data and keep that data stored. But on the other hand, they are not wanting to include the, uh, the, the credit card or the sensitive authentication data. 
so it's this sort of strange juxtaposition that they're trying to to seek this additional guidance on uh, and this is really where the the new guidance document will help them you know it provides them guidance on you know how to go about ensuring that the the actual primary count number and, and the other sensitive data is not stored or that it, if it is stored it's stored for as short a time as possible so this is providing great guidance to the industry now, how prevalent is the storage of cardholder data that's collected via call centers or voice systems? It's, it's the standard practice. It, it, it's business as usual for them, unfortunately. Uh, and what we aim to do is provide specific recommendations about this data. So it prevents them from being open to potential fraud. And as I've said, you know, card not present fraud is one of those areas of fraud which is stubbornly high around the world. And Jeremy, is the standard practice right now to encrypt this data if it is stored? Encrypting data is, is a very good method of um, ensuring that it's not accessible to the criminals. But obviously uh, encrypting the data in itself is not good enough if you've also got the key within your organization that can decrypt it. So you have to be careful about how you go about encrypting it uh, and you have to make sure that it is secure. Um, really, the safest bet is is to eliminate the data, or you know, if you can't eliminate it and you can't encrypt it securely, then render it un unreadable. Now, you've noted that you do see fraudsters targeting this type of information when it's stored and collected at call centers. What unique challenges do call centers? face when it comes to security. Beyond the recorded details that are stored, of course, we have the human element with call centers or customer service representatives taking and collecting card details from consumers, which to me seems to pose its own unique challenges. Would you agree, and what, if anything, is the council recommending for the human element? I think this gets right to the heart of the security practice. Um, it takes a combination of both the people and the processes and the technology, especially in call centers, to make an organization secure. And therefore, training the workforce is, is one of those key factors, so that the people who are receiving these calls, they fully understand the implication of what it means when they're listening in or receiving or writing down any of the credit card data. So if, if they're sat there receiving a call and the person saves their, um, their, their credit card number and they write that down or they enter it into their system, then that's, that's storing sensitive authentication data. If they then pass that on to their supervisor or it goes into other systems, you can see how very, very quickly for a, for a call center, there's a, a, a huge impact on all of their systems where card data is. So ensuring good training of the workforce ensures that people are aware of the impact of what they're doing and so they can become better trained and then better aware to ensure that they're not leaving their organization open to card fraud. Now the supplement that will be issued today is called Protecting Telephone-Based Payments Card Data Information. It's touted by the council as providing actionable recommendations to merchants and service providers for securing and processing payment card data over the telephone. What are some of those actionable items? Well, we've included an explanation of how PCI DSS applies to cardholder data stored in call recording systems. Uh, recommendations for merchants when assessing risk and applicable controls of call center operations. 
uh, and specific guidance for addressing sensitive authentication. So this includes suggested methods for how we render the data unavailable under query and being certain that the pan is masked when it's displayed on the uh, call center operative's display. Um, there's so much more than that that it could go into, so it's really best that the, the listeners um, go onto the council's website and download the, the actual guidance there, because then they'll be able to see all of the specific guidance notes that we've included. And finally, Jeremy, before we close, could you offer our audience some recommendations or final thoughts about how the guidance might be applied to their call center operations? Yes. Merchants and service providers can use this document to better understand the PCI DSS requirements of voice recordings and how to address them within their call center operations to process payment cards much more securely. So if you, if you take it seriously and if you follow the guidance, then you can make your call center much more secure and you can significantly reduce the risk of your call center being targeted for fraud. Jeremy, I'd like to thank you again for your time today. Thank you very much. Again, we've just heard from Jeremy King, European Regional Director for the PCI Security Standards Council. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.